we start today's episode, I'm just going to give a little reminder that this is a very spoiler-induced episode. So, if you haven't seen the Super Mario Brothers movie, then I do not advise watching this. And without further ado, we have Benjamin back on the back podcast. Back on the podcast, dude. Let's go. Thank you for being here. Dude, I'm so thrilled to be here. Like, that movie was so good. That was so good. Thank you for coming with us. Oh, thank you for inviting me, dude. Yeah, That's mean, a, like a lifetime experience right there. Oh, dude, yeah. We got the tickets saved. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was a last minute decision, too. Mm-hmm. That was I all think the movie showing was at three, and you guys messaged me at like a one. Yeah, it was like noon time yep. one. So, hey, you know what? It worked out, though. All right, let's get right into it. What were you guys' impressions of it? We're going to start with Ben. I thought the movie was incredible. The voice actors, I thought, were way better than they were going to be. Everyone was hyping it up that, like, oh, Jack Black, you know, Chris Pratt, Seth Rogen. They're not going to be good, like, animated voice actors. I think they shined in the movie. I think Jack Black was incredible on Bowser. Because you, when you listen to Bowser... You almost can't tell that it's Jack Black. You yes. think it's someone else. Yeah, same thing with Donkey Kong. Like, exactly. I forgot like, it was Seth Rogen. At Seth Rogen did really good on Donkey Kong, and the movie was... It looked so good. Stellar. It looked so great. Like it was amazing. If really. you could see, like, stitching on people's clothing, you could see, like, the small little buttons, you could see, like fibers of their like mustaches and hair like just by looking at it you would know what it felt like like exactly yeah mustache, you know what it feels and like. like the very slight animating differences between when they're in brooklyn and the super mario world too when they're in the super mario world colors are like brighter yeah they're using brighter colors like more saturated exactly yeah. and when they're in brooklyn it's like a little bit darker yeah much, super much cool yeah dim. super cool much more like real life yeah colors. exactly dude yeah rather than like the bright saturated mm-hmm. yeah keegan what did you think of that I actually thought it was really great. I went into it not expecting too much. Right from the beginning on the intro, I knew it was going to be a great movie. And it just continued to get better. I really loved the Donkey Kong part. That's good. That I was really loved good the Donkey yeah, Kong We'll talk more dude. about that later. And when they first got separated, really good whole part right there. That was pretty nice. You guys know I was a big fan of Mario. Oh, Always yeah. Always have been. Of course. Oh. That was like a dream watching that movie. Mm-hmm. And you guys gave me the excuse to go watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I needed some excuse to watch it, and you guys gave it to me, so I'm going to thank you for that. But no, dude, it was phenomenal. It was everything I ever wanted out of a movie. I just kind of wish I was younger and watched it, because that has to be the most like amazing thing ever. True. Being a young mm-hmm. kid and then watching that movie. I don't know. I think being our age is going to work out yeah, better, being... because we're going to understand, like, the smaller references, like throughout the movie, that we'll get like, into. We've, but seen, that's true. we've seen like the older stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So like we know the references, we know all that. I'm I'm happy we saw it at like the age of eighteen. Yeah, like, that's like the prime age. See I, any movie, really. I I honestly think that's like what the audience was like targeted to. Yeah. Yeah, like, and it didn't feel like a kids movie uh-uh. at all. Right. I feel like they know that their audience is like from older the younger now. generation yeah. is now getting older. I feel like they definitely. Uh, Pointed that towards our direction, yeah, it was our def- age group. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was definitely a fan service movie. Oh, absolutely was. We got to mention the fact that the Office records, the booking. Yeah, what ha- what did it make? Uh, as of now, three hundred and seventy-seven million oh worldwide. God. Wow, that's insane. How long has it been out? It's been out for six days. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And it actually came out a day, two days earlier than original. Like originally, when it was gonna come out, it was gonna come out April seventh, but then they moved it forward two days, which is wow. huge in the movie world. That's big, yeah. Right. That's a big world. deal. And it is the biggest worldwide opening weekend for an animated film, like ever. So that's true. That's there's there's probably not a whole lot of like video game no. themed movies coming out either, but. Right. 
but yeah, that's but, still really cool. Yeah, that, it's gonna be like, a hard thing happens. to top. Oh, they've, absolutely. They've tried to make video game movies, and I hear that they're pretty bad. Yeah, Sonic was terrible. Yeah, and then we got to mention Rotten Tomatoes. They gave it a fifty-seven. I just think that's wrong. No, I, I think that's, that's rotten. Just, yeah, I think that's just not right. Uh-huh. What was the audience given score for it? This though? is what I'll agree with. They gave it a ninety-six. Absolutely, yeah. I agree. Yeah, hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. Because no movie's ever going to be a perfect 100. A 96 Never. is basically sure. a 100. Though. Yeah. Right. Like, I think the, uh, one of the highest movies Rotten Tomatoes has ever given is, like, The Dark Knight Batman at, like, a 98. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. Yeah, it's... I, that's so low, dude. I, I thought that movie down. was really I good. Yeah, they the way they looked at it, they didn't really... Mm-hmm. They just looked at it as, like, an actual movie aspect and not, like, what it was actually meant to be, which is... I don't know, I think it was, like, just fan right. service. With that out of the way, let's go into CGI. We CGI, talked a bit about it. Big part of the movie. That was insane. Even from the beginning with the little illumination with the minion blowing mm-hmm, his right. engine yep. on that car. And then right into the movie. Everything looked clean. Buildings, mm-hmm. the mushrooms that were across the landscape, everything. Dude, even like when you were seeing like sunsets and everything, it low-key, it looked like a real sunset. Yeah. Like it, everything wild. looked... Usually with CGI movies, you can tell some of it's CGI. Obviously, in our day and age, it's way like way more advanced, so it's harder to tell. But like, it's a CGI-based movie. It's a movie based purely around CGI, and there's nothing there that's like, wow, this is horrible CGI, or wow, look at the CGI on that one. It's, wow, this looks good. It's a stunning movie to look at. You have like the shine on the star, the mushrooms looked really good, dude. Incredible. Incredible. You, know, you think as a CGI movie you'd be able to tell, but you really mm-hmm. just can't. I mean, it's it's nuts. It is. Just thinking, like, no, I don't even want to think about how much it costs to make that movie right there. It cost, uh, I read it said $100 million to make. Oh, my word. And they've already made it back. Yeah, they already made it back. They've already, already doubled crazy. it. More than doubled it. Right. That's tripled it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <tripled>. Almost <laughs> quadrupled. Tripled. That's crazy. Uh, within six days, not even yeah. a week. That's crazy. Just imagine that thing's on DVD. Dude, I'm buying that just to 100%. have it. Oh, I'm going to get, like, the collector's deluxe yeah. edition, dude. They're coming out with vinyls for it, too, I saw. Build-A-Bears doing a little thing where you can get, like, a Bowser or a Yoshi or, like, a normal bear with, like, Mario, Luigi, or Peach dressed up. Dude. Ooh, saw that. That's going to be sick. Dude, the merchandise crazy. is going to... Oh, it's going to go, dude. It's oh, going to yeah, go same. really 100%. quick. And mm-hmm. so now we'll talk about the main characters. We're going to start with our main man, Mario. What did you guys think of Chris Pratt's voice for him? I was really surprised. Uh, usually when I think Chris Pratt, I think very, like, Star-Lord-type yeah. voice acting. Yeah. But, like, he didn't sound star lord at all. He didn't really sound like, you know, the typical Chris Pratt you hear. He sounded like a pretty good Mario voice actor. Like, I really don't know anyone off the top of my head who could have done a better job than him, but... I'm fully impressed with Chris Pratt because going obviously. going into the movie, I know the whole audience reaction was that Chris Pratt was like, "Why did you pick Chris yeah, Pratt of, like of all people to voice act Mario?" But I think he did a great job. I think he surprised everyone. I think he did. What were you gonna say, Keegan? I was say pretty stellar. Yeah, I thought it was good. And he even had a little accent he was doing there, right. little voice. Yeah, true. But, I mean, same goes for Mario as all the other characters. Every, when I was listening to it, I didn't think, "Oh, this is Chris Pratt." I just thought, "Oh, this is Mario." Like, right. Yeah. Except there's one exception I'll make. And this is the next character, is Luigi. You could definitely tell it was Charlie Day, but for some reason, I don't know why, Charlie Day fits Luigi so much. Oddly enough, he does. It was just weird. I don't know why. He just perfectly fit Luigi. Even in the 
advertisements when all the voices weren't fully fleshed out yet. Like, I heard Charlie Day as Luigi. I was like, this is it. You're like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's friggin' Luigi right there, dude. Right that there. works. Like, that, that's it. And with Mario and Luigi. Like, even their character-wise, like, their personality, I think it was very good. Mario was, like, the hero, the mm-hmm. always trying to fight back character. Luigi, they kept his scaredy cat, little <laughs> persona. Friggin' but Luigi. It, it was great. And then we got Toad. Toad! Yeah. Keegan Michael Key played Toad. He did insane. Yeah. I don't know. I heard that they didn't use like a little like auto tuning voice for him. That he actually did that like raw. Like that was his raw really? voice. Yeah, like he was doing the voice acting. They asked him to go higher and higher, and so he complied and he went higher and higher until like he actually got it. There's no auto tune on that voice. I, that's that's what I've heard. I don't know if it's true, but that's what I heard. That's insane. If, if that's it's true, not. that's crazy. It's gonna be, that's insane. It's got to hurt the throat. That's a lot of talking. Oh, that has to. That's a that. lot of talking that he has to do. But too. I bet when you're doing a movie where you're purely voice acting, you're probably not talking a lot nah, throughout the yeah. day. You probably are resting your voice, you're going in, you're talking, and as soon as you leave, you're not talking at all. I know. You never realize how like difficult voice acting seems until you like watch a movie like that, or mm-hmm. any movie, really. Because you True. can think, like, oh, dude, you just got to say a voice. Like, they practice hard. Oh, yeah, they probably do. And you got to, like, train your voice so that you can, like, stay in the character and not have, like, any, like, large voice cracks and stuff. Right. Like It's crazy. Then we got Princess Peach by Anya Taylor-Joy. I don't really know who Anya Taylor-Joy is, but she did a good Peach. She did a good it Peach. It was a good Peach, yeah. It was a good I Peach. I like that they didn't make her, like, the damsel in distress. They kind of Yeah, made they like, made her, right, like, a, like, a more, like... like yeah stronger character yeah, almost like which she I was, thought was cool yeah I thought it was cool she was actually like you know part of the battle exactly like, yeah right because normally yeah and normally when you when you play the games Peach is like portrayed as like a damsel in distress almost yeah I'm glad they didn't do yeah, that I know times are changing times are changing yep. but I just thought it was way cooler that she was like kind yeah. of more a part of the story and not just captured and Mario had to go rescue yeah. this random lady that he never met I think making her like a character in the storyline who's like saving the world just made a lot of sense with yeah. how the movie went I like that yeah it was very good mm-hmm. and then we got bowser's jack black a lot of people's fan favorites oh that yeah. was that's incredible that was first insane. off jack black known for being like kung fu panda right he yeah. did kung fu panda mm-hmm. when you think jack black you're thinking kung fu panda yeah didn't yep. even remotely sound like it and even when he was singing in the bowser voice Come on now. That There's was, no one else who can do that right, other no. than Jack Black. That was good. Like, and I'm not a big fan of like animated like little music bits in it where they sing, but he did well. I think it's because they didn't really like take it as seriously as mm-hmm. like most movies do, but it was good. I enjoyed it. It didn't I, put I, me I, off the yeah. movie at all. I thought Jack Black was. I thought, really it was good, I thought it was good. Yeah. Plus, they made him look like wicked good. Yeah. You could see like. His scales, like, yeah, actually defined. Like, the yeah. individual, like... Even the fire he was breathing. Mm-hmm. Oh. I can only imagine how long it took to oh. make this movie. And even in the beginning scene, when he's breathing fire on that ice temple, you can see ice, like, melt. melting. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it was so cool. Even the lava, the lava, too, were getting that little mm-hmm. melting effect. Yeah, and, the, and did you say something about the stars in that the opening star, scene, too? You, like, dude... When Not, the, the castle falls, the ice castle, it falls down, the yep. stars there. And the bright glow. The yeah. bright oh glow, just like how it is in the game. Or, um, did, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but in the beginning scene where it's like night out and they you see the sky in some of it, oh, like the there's lights. actual, like, 
stars and like an aurora yeah. borealis yeah. thing going on. Like that's a just a crazy attention to detail. Thing. I know, something they didn't even have to do, and they no, did it. didn't even have to do it. They just did it, and like the individual stars in the sky, like they looked like it was an actual like starry landscape. Incredible. It was yeah. insane. Incredible was cool. animation, dude. And now one of Ben's favorite parts of this movie, Donkey Kong. D K. I. I was in the movie theater sitting next to you, dude. Yeah. And I thought when they walked in the temple, I looked at Josh. I was like, oh, it's going to be Donkey Kong. It's going to be Donkey Kong. And it was Cranky Kong. And I was like, ah, dang it. And then they got into the arena, and Cranky Kong was like, my strongest warrior, my son. And I was like, yo, here he comes, dude. Right. And Mario goes out, and like the arena goes silent. And they get the o- the OG DK song going. Yeah, the DK, DK rap. Donkey From Kong. Donkey Kong 64. And, dude, wow. That was incredible. I love Donkey Kong in this movie. Dude, Seth Rogen did a great job. Like I said earlier, didn't even sound like Seth Rogen. Didn't, yeah. Right. You could have me watch the movie without knowing Seth Rogen's the voice actor, but I never know. Mm-hmm. He did give a signature laugh, which was a nice touch, though. It was a very nice touch, but like, it wasn't overpoweringly like nope. Seth Rogen. It was like, I could see that as Donkey Kong, but it's like, it's the, like, you know. Yeah, they made him a nice, lovable goofball. I, which yeah. I loved, yeah, that's dude. Because that's character. that's how I, I see Donkey the, Kong. I liked at the beginning when Mario and DK was a bit like of a rivalry yes. after the fight, and then they like were brought together a bit. Yeah, because yeah, though through, it was through like a a bit of a rough time, but yeah. still. Because before Mar- Mario and Bowser, it was Mario and Donkey Kong back in 1981 with Donkey Kong, which you guys don't know the arcade machine. And actually, that Donkey Kong is now present day Cranky Kong. But, yeah, some of the canon, I think they call it, didn't get brought over from the games in the movie, which is fine. I'm not saying, like, oh, this is bad. So, like, they didn't get this reference right, so it's bad. It was great, but it's just, like, a little thing that I was, like, noticing. So, wait, the old monkey throwing barrels is now present-day Cranky Kong? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. I don't know if it's the same way in the movie, because, Mm -hmm. like, you know, they started off in Brooklyn, but... That's, like, yeah. the little story behind it. Yeah. I wish we saw a little more Diddy Kong in the movie. I, yeah. I think they did a great job when they had him cheering for DK. When they did have, yeah. That, that was good. I wish he was there just, like, a smidge more. Yeah. Like, if you saw him. Like, if he joined the adventure like Toad did. Right. Yeah. If he was on the adventure like Toad, or even, like, when he was on, you know, Rainbow Road with him, when they were going back to the Mushroom Kingdom, if he was a part of that fight a little bit more, maybe he's just one of the people that got captured. Yeah. Like, I wish we just saw him a little bit more in the story. And there was also, who else was in the stance that you picked up I on? I picked up, it was Dixie Kong, which is beside Diddy Kong. Chunky Kong, which is also beside Diddy Kong. What I think is Swanky Kong, but he's not really that big of a character. Okay. But Dixie Kong and Chunky Kong are. Dixie Kong was in Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Conquest. She's kind of like a main character in that game. And then Chunky Kong was in the Donkey Kong 64, which is where the DK rap originated from. And he's more of like a scaredy cat kind of guy he's like he's big and burly but he's also a scaredy cat and then swanky kong i think he was like i think he was in donkey kong country 3 and like he was like a carnival owner or something like that and he had me play carnival games dude you are like the encyclopedia right, of right. super it's mario brothers that's insane. sick he's got the timeline just mapped out dude oh yeah it's even gotten into all of it yeah oh i can't wait but and then i gotta bring this up ben because you loved it and i loved it when Mario and DK when they're inside that eel, which eels used to freak me out when I was little playing the games. Oh, but dude. when they're in the eel and they're like, 
Ah, uh, Donkey Kong said, my dad thinks I'm a joke. And then Mario's like, my dad also thinks I'm a joke. And I'm going to let you say this last part. <laughs> well, your dad's right. <laughs> that was awesome. I was not expecting that. <laughs> I was good. That actually got us to laugh out loud in the theater. It, it was, like, so out of pocket, too. Just, like, normally that's where characters bond because both their dad thinks they're joke. And right. Donkey Kong's just, like, trying to put him down even further. Oh, it was awesome. It was a good moment. All right, then sub-characters. So Foreman Spike, that was the guy that was in, like, the denim. He was, like, the construction worker from the beginning. He mm -hmm. lifted Mario up and threatened him and stuff. So he was actually from a 1986 game called Wrecking Crew, which also featured Mario and Luigi. And it is told that Mario and Luigi were carpenters before they were plumbers. So mm -hmm. they worked for Foreman Spike, and Foreman Spike was trying to, like, even when they were working for him, he was trying to, like, knock him down and stuff. So that's a cool reference. It was cool. I, cool. I didn't expect him to have Spike in this. I mean, I saw like when they announced the whole movie, they said, "Oh, he'll be in it." But like from the get go, like we're making a Mario movie. I wasn't expecting Spike to be there at all. That's really cool. That's a cool reference. Yeah. So and then Kemic, that's the old wizard guy. Mm -hmm. The or and he's also referred to as like Magikoopa. He's supposed to be like a father figure to Bowser in some games, but they don't really make it there that much. He's more of a servant, mm -hmm. which is, I, I kind of like that better. And then Cranky Kong, we already discussed. Diddy Kong, we already discussed. And then when Bowser said, when they were partying after they got the star, they noticed how he said, whatever those things are. And it was like those little guys on all fours with the spiky shells. Mm -hmm. Do you guys yeah. know the name of those? I don't. No. You know the name? It's, it's a spiny. It's just a spiny. <laughs> it's Very just called a spiny. Yeah, it's just a spiny. <laughs> but yeah. So now we're going to go on to the next part, which is the music. Ah, oh, that was good. It was, it was some nice. classic tracks remastered very well. Yeah. I liked how they made it. Like, it sounded sounded like a normal song, but then they threw the other, like, themes in there. So mm -hmm. it wasn't just right. just heavily based off True. existing songs. So it was kind of its own thing. It, little bits in there. Mm -hmm. And it was done really well, too, because it's, it's like a new Super Mario Brothers movies. And I feel like if we just had the straight-up old tracks, it'd make the movie sound weird. Yeah. Plus, like, if they use songs that are already existing and just make the beat a bit different. People are like, oh, I already heard this song before. So. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah, nice to just get a little... A little bit. Yeah. So, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I took notes. In the beginning, when they were doing their little commercial, promoting their plumbing business, there was a rap. It was called the Mario Brothers rap. Yeah. And that original song was actually used in... I want to say 1989, the Super Mario Bros. Super Show. I don't know if you guys ever watched that. It's like it had wow. Lou Albano as Mario. I loved, really? I loved Lou Albano Mario. <laughs> but I have those DVDs still. Is that like the OG animated one? Yep, one of the OG animated cartoons. They actually made three. They made the Super Mario Bros. Super Show, which is based off the first game and like the second one using elements. They made The Adventures of Super Mario Brothers 3, which is based off Super Mario Brothers 3. And then they made a Super Mario World show based off Super Mario World. That's crazy, wow. dude. Have you seen all those? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah, you see them. Dude, I have them all on DVD, except Super Mario World. I don't have that one on DVD. used to watch those in the car all the time, those little hanging monitors in the back seat. Josh was about that life, dude. <laughs> That's and then awesome. there was another track called, I looked it up, it was Strange New World. And it had some, like, remix elements. That No, that was the song when Mario first, like, went into the Mushroom Kingdom and Toad was there. And little elements in it, the song they used was called, like, Toad Brigade theme from one of the games. And, of course, it's about Toads. So while Toad was there, they had little elements of that song play mm -hmm. while he was there, which I thought was kind of cool. That's cool. And then they had the Dark Lands, which is when Luigi was 
surrounded by those dry bones right before they got him. And there's elements of the Super Mario Bros. 3's castle theme and from the ghost houses from Super Mario World. They had little elements of that in there, too. And Such cool little references all was, throughout the movie. It was insane. Here. You have to really pay all attention, the, though, but too. But it just, it just makes it ten times better that right. there's all of these like little tiny little references where if you pick up on them, it like, just makes the movie ten times better. Yeah, and even for those who don't, like it's still... It's, Some of them are still very recognizable, too. Yeah. Like when you hear them or see them. Then this is a big one. I have a lot of notes for this one. It was called Welcome to the Mushroom Kingdom. That's when they're, Mario and Toad were like going through the the kingdom and up to Peach's castle. So there's a lot of themes they put in here. So it starts with Toad's house theme while they're passing by the Toads and like Toad's saying hi to him. That's from Super Mario Brothers 3. And then the Super Mario Bros, the original game, that overworld theme plays. Uh, first it plays the end bit of it and then right after it plays the beginning part which I think they made that sound pretty good. And then Super Mario 64's bob on Battlefield played as well. And then Super Mario World's over theme also played, following the P-Switch theme from New Super Mario Bros. That was the one on the DS. And then the King Bowser theme from Super Mario Galaxy was thrown in there, which kind of seems out of place, but they made it work well. And then, of course, it ended with Inside the Castle Walls, which is when they were looking at Peach's Castle. That's awesome. I love that they were putting in all of this old music. Like, that's just so cool. Yeah, they went above and beyond. They did. And then we have the real music. That they played. The, no, this is not real music. That was real music. Dude. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> but I know they had Holding Out for a Hero by Bonnie Tyler. That was when Mario was doing his little crash course thing. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. I thought that was pretty good. Nice set the tone in like the build up of Mario's character. And they had Take On Me. That was when they were driven around by that one Kong character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was Classic track. That was. Classic. You wouldn't think that song works there, but it does. It's kind of weird that it's in the Super Mario movie, but it oddly enough, it fit very, very well. Right. In, like, the current scene they were in. And I, I don't know if you noticed, but in the theater, I looked over at Yuki when they started playing Thunderstruck by ACDC, because I know you're starting to become a fan of that type of music. <laughs> I can't remember when they were playing Thunderstruck, which scene it was. Was it when they were building their carts? It might have been part of that, because I know they also played like one of their original songs they made during that scene, which mm-hmm. was called Just Carts, and then it actually had a Mario Kart 8 menu theme mm-hmm. to it. And they had the Mario Kart 8 sound effects when they were scrolling through. Yeah, that was a nice little touch. And they also had No Sleep Till Brooklyn by the Beastie Boys, which I wasn't very familiar with that song. I had to listen to it a little bit before this. And they also had Mr. Blue Sky by the Electric Light Orchestra. They played at the end. I thought that was a nice touch because I immediately thought of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. It was a nice little connection. Mm -hmm. And we got references. I'm going to let you guys start with the reference parts first. What references did you notice? The one that I instantly picked up on was... They were playing uh, or the arcade game in their shop. In the they were playing place, the original yeah. like Super Mario game where present-day Cranky Kong is throwing the barrels yeah, at the Mario. Original Donkey Kong oh. game, yeah. And when Spike is done beating him up and the phone is ringing on the ground, it's the GameCube intro. That was nice. That's a nice touch. And when they are going to their first like real job, the path they take to get there is the first ever level of Super Mario Bros. I didn't notice that until you pointed it out. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you I was looking through it. I was watching it. I was like, this looks really familiar. And then when he jumped off of, like, the top of the scaffolding onto the pole, I was like, that's the first Super Mario Bros. episode. That's why I noticed it. Then they even had a castle, too, right at the end. That was a nice It was super... It was, like, really just great attention to detail. I know that there was something in one of the antique shops. I just don't know what it was. I think you have it in here. I got the list. Perfect. And then 
when they got into the Mushroom Kingdom, uh, the first tunnel they go through, you see Toad go through first, and then Mario's, like, standing above the tunnel. In the background, there's the original map from one of the games for the yeah. Mushroom Kingdom. I picked up on that, and I think that's all that I picked up on. Pretty good list. I know, pretty solid you, list. That I is looking pretty out good. for it, dude. That's one I got. What did you get, Keegan, that aren't repeats? So, I thought that they were going to have the um, the Haunted Mansion in there. Oh, Luigi's oh, Mansion. I wish Luigi's they did, mansion. bro. I thought I, I, I saw that, like the mansion, mm-hmm. and oh, I was like, oh. That castle, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, other than that, I didn't really pick up on much. No, you were just honest. enjoying the movie. Just enjoying the movie. Can't blame you there. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, like, looking for references, to be honest. Yeah, but the best part about not seeing the mansion, that could mean a Luigi's Mansion movie. It's on its own right. sort of thing. Well, so. let's, let's leave it for the last let's segment, leave it. boys. Let's but leave it, yeah. My, my theory later. for the references is what I noticed is in the beginning of the movie, there's references from the beginning of when Super Mario started. Mm-hmm. And then I think as you progress, the references like go through oh, like each modernize. different game. Like, you know oh. what I mean? Anything. Like, towards the end of the movie, it's references from like newer Mario Brothers. Yeah, I think, I think you're right about that. I didn't even notice that, but yeah, you're right. Now that I think about it, yeah. But very, very cool. The references cool. I got... It's a huge list. Huge list. I'm down to get into it, though. So, the antique shop, that's what you were talking about, mm-hmm. Ben. So, that had, like, all the items, like a P-switch, a P-wing, mushroom stars in their pixelated form. Oh, yeah. so that's cool. That was that was a nice little touch, and I think a toad even said, does this still work? Which is, like, a nice little... It's <laughs> yeah. funny. That's good. And then, Bowser's wedding suit. With his little white tuxedo and his white hat and the piranha plant bouquet. bouquet. That was from a modern game, Super Mario Odyssey, which is kind of the same premise where Bowser wants to marry Peach. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like that they kept that little element in that. Yeah, that Bowser wanted to marry Peach throughout the movie. I thought that was good, that he wasn't just a conquering king. And then Mario Kart, we already kind of discussed this some. When they were picking their cards, like you said, they had the sound effects, they had some of the song playing. And then even when they were scrolling, like the thing they were scrolling, that's how it works in the game too. You have those three slots for the cart, yep. the tire, and the glider. So, so cool. that was pretty nice. And then even when Mario's drifting with his cart, Ben, you noticed this before. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes, they're yeah. actually getting they, speed yeah. And they yeah. had the uh, like the actual color sparks. Yeah. And I think it was animated and like done the same way it's done in the games yeah. too. Crazy attention to detail yeah, that was there. A nice too. And then. You also noticed this, Ben. It was Bowser's piano. Oh, yeah, Ludwig von Koopa. Yeah, that's actually a separate character. That's one of the Koopalings who first appeared in Super Mario Bros. 3. He's based off of Ludwig von Beethoven, so that's the little connection there. that's cool. Yeah. And then we had the arcade machine, which you talked about, Ben. Mm -hmm. And instead of, like, having Donkey Kong on the thing, on, like, the actual console, because it's the Mario people living in that universe it was just called jump man which was mario's original name before he got the name mario which is a really cool touch yeah that was nice i didn't even notice it at first until like one of the final scenes when bowser hit him into the pizza place and i thought it was kind of cool that they brought that little setting back like that was towards the beginning of the movie and it was kind of towards the end Mm -hmm. i thought that was nice and then we saw mario playing a nintendo entertainment system an nes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he was playing kid icarus and then he also had posters in his room. There's one, there was a polar bear from Ice Climbers. 
and there's other posters, but oh, I just didn't know. I think they're just okay. That's games. a really cool reference yeah. now, because yeah. I, I remember the polar bear poster. I just like didn't yeah, know what it right was above for. His bed. Yep, that's really cool. And then in the commercial, you saw them. They were laying on the stools and like posing like Superman with those yellow capes. Mm-hmm. That's like a reference to the little feather from Super Mario World. And and then that pizza shop, it was called Punch Out Pizza. And that's a reference to the game Punch-Out, of course. And mm-hmm. even inside, I didn't notice it at first, but they have pictures of, like, the boxers inside. Do they actually? Yeah, they did. That's so cool. Just like that's crazy. And then they even had, when they came back into the real world, uh, after the, the big bonsai bill, like, blew it up and sucked everything back into Brooklyn, they even had, like, a little character. It was, I don't know if you saw it. It was on a building in the background. It was a guy with a blue helmet, yellow overalls, and two balloons. It was, like, a balloon fighter. That's another game. Oh, that's so cool. Oh. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Oh, that's... Okay. That's there's really a lot cool. of... Yeah. Those are the ones I took notes on. There's a lot more There's than probably that. way more. But I didn't have time to just go mm-hmm. through it all. Besides, I just... We're going off memory here. Yep. And this happened just yesterday, but still, you can lose a lot of that memory. That is still, today. like... That's a lot of references, too. That yeah, is. Just that we picked up on, I'm sure Mario fanatics were able to like, pick up on they dissected way that more, yeah. but still, like, a really, really cool movie. Like, Crazy. all the old references, it was really cool to see. That was great. All right, now getting towards the end. What character would you guys have liked to see, like, either who wasn't in the movie or to have a bigger role in the movie? Hmm. I would have liked to have seen maybe Kid Bowser, or, like, Baby Bowser, I think oh, is his name. like Bowser's son? Bowser's Bowser, son, Bowser yeah. Jr.? Bowser Jr., okay. yeah. I would have yeah. liked to have seen him maybe in the movie. Yeah, I'm but surprised. That's... Maybe if they make another one. I didn't even realize that. Ben, you're opening my eyes. <laughs> I think it would have been cool to see him in the movie. That would have been sure. nice. Because he has like a whole bratty attitude, and I think he would have fit well. Yeah, would have definitely yeah. fit well. All right, Keegan, which... I mean, like how we talked about with Diddy Kong, it would have been nice to see a little bit more of him. Mm-hmm. What more Diddy Kong? Yeah. But the, the scene that they did have them him in was definitely real good. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. way they did it was good. I think it was good enough for mm-hmm. Diddy Kong. I would have liked to seen Wario and Waluigi. I didn't even oh think of my. them, dude. I yeah. Didn't even think about that. Dude. That would have been really cool to see. They would have right. been lovable characters that would have just been messing things up. It would have been that nice to been, see them. Yeah. Uh, that would have been sick. That's a good idea right there. All right. Now, post credits. Oh. You guys remember that post credit? Oh, yeah. The Yoshi well, egg sitting there. Yoshi egg. Cracking open. I know. They did the MCU version. I didn't even know mm. they were going to do that. You always stay for the credits. You have to. Especially yep. with a movie like that. And but, when you saw that, it was so hype. For yeah. Like, yeah, I wasn't expecting one Something either. is going to come. And that definitely opens them up to make a second movie for sure. Because yeah. you, you see the egg hatch, number one, and you hear like the little blam sound effect. Yep. And then yeah. you hear the you hear the Yoshi, and the screen goes black. So Yeah, that's definitely a question. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, when they ran by? Yeah. Yeah. Early I in the movie, yeah. Early in the movie, yeah. One of them, like, stopped and looked at him, I too. I noticed that, too. I didn't notice if it was a green Yoshi or not. It must have been. I'm either thinking I can't it imagine was, it wasn't. Yeah, they've, it was definitely a green Yoshi. Yeah. That's also a character I kind of wish played a bigger role, but with an ending like that, Bro. we kind of know. In the, in the second movie, come. it will for sure. And I don't know if it's just me, but it looked like it was in Brooklyn, the real world, mm-hmm. that Yoshi Egg was. It, I think it was, yeah. And then Mario and Luigi, they ended off, they stayed in the Mushroom Kingdom because they yeah. had their own little mushroom house. Right. Oh, that'll be a cool little second episode then. I don't know if that's going to have them um, have Yoshis in the real world or if that's going to eventually, like, 
huh. bring them back into the Mushroom Kingdom. They're going to like, wrangle them back all in. Maybe, but... Maybe. I just wonder, who would be, like, the bad guy of the second movie? Well, in the Yoshi Island games, Baby Bowser is the bad guy. Bowser in his baby form. But... I don't know what they're gonna do. That time travel may be a bit out of the question, but we Is did get to see. Cool. It would be cool. We did get to see flashbacks of Baby Mario, Baby Luigi, and Baby Peach. That yeah. I that was cool. I liked that. True. That was that was a good was touch. Nice. Maybe maybe it is like Bowser Jr. It and could be Bowser, Bowser Jr. Is trying to get the Yoshi's, and then maybe he gets Bowser in the process, and that leads to like a big final yeah. battle. I know. Yeah, and it ended with Bowser locked in a cage, which was really funny. Yeah, that was amazing. It was good. I mean, there's no way he's staying there forever. There, there's going to be a move that comes out where he's going to bust peaches, out. Peaches, 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 peaches. That was good. <laughs> Jack Black did an amazing job. Such but, a funny song. So, with all this in mind, what do you guys think like another spinoff movie would be? Has to be Luigi's Mansion for sure. Yeah, they I have to do a Luigi's Mansion given. movie. Yeah. I think a Luigi's Mansion, and they're gonna like bring back a section of this movie of like when he first lands there, mm-hmm. and I think that's gonna be like a, a like a flashback almost. Oh, that'd be cool. Maybe be like cool. you guys something like that. Maybe I, I don't know. I think you guys noticed at Bowser's wedding there was King Boo along with King Boo Bomb, but mm-hmm. King Boo is a big Luigi's Mansion character. Yep. So so that would play in perfectly there. Yeah, and even what you said, maybe even a Wario and Waluigi movie. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Potentially, what I think is they're gonna have Wario and Waluigi. They're gonna bust Bowser out, and he's gonna trick him to like, oh, I'll help you guys and get like tons of riches, Mm -hmm. and then he's gonna betray him somehow. That's what I think would be like a Wario and Waluigi movie, because there's no way Bowser's staying locked in that room forever. Yeah, no way. He's getting busted out. Oh yeah, that'd be a cool movie right there. Who knows? Maybe that'll pop up in the second episode, Wario and Waluigi. They bust out Bowser, but I think. I'd like to see Bowser Jr. in the next episode. Because yeah. he's a pretty big character in the, in the universe as yeah, well. Yeah, he has become very big. Yeah. yeah. And we, we didn't mention it, but I bet there's definitely going to be a Donkey Kong spinoff. There's no way that... Ah, uh, dude, I hope so. It won't be soon, but it'll so. be one eventually. We didn't see Princess Daisy in the movie nope, either. No, we didn't no. see Daisy. And we didn't see the other princess from Super Mario... Galaxy, uh, Rosalina. Galaxy. Oh, Rosalina. nice. You reminded me. I forgot about that. Yeah, that could be another spinoff they do because we saw Luma, mm-hmm. that blue little floating star, yeah. spouting depressing phrases. What was up with that thing? I don't know. Dad. That was amazing. Just have, demon time. Yeah, just have like a little kid saying like, all is hopeless. Dude, the only thing even at the end this. of the movie too. It's like, like, <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like everything's right. over now. Before the credits. It's like, yeah. aren't you sad? Aren't you sad? You're left in the empty void of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, what's going on? Starts, he's like, wouldn't you want to play the... Doesn't it make you want to play the saxophone? He just starts playing the Mario theme with the saxophone. Yep. That was good. That was, that was awesome. But yeah, that movie definitely opens them up to do tons of things. Yeah. Because you saw a bunch of references to other characters, like Yoshi, the Rosalina reference almost with the... What's the, it called? The Luma? The Luma, yeah. The Luma, yeah. So there's dude. definitely a lot of ways they could take a second, even third movie, I feel like they could get out of it. Right. Yeah. Definitely leaves stuff open. It does. Super impressive movie. It was super impressive. Very impressed. And compared to the original Mario Bros. movie, the live action one, I don't remember the year, but I heard that that was pretty big failure. Yeah. I'm glad that they went CGI animated and not live action. Yeah, that would have been. Because it just made everything so much easier and it made it a lot better too. Yeah. It'd be hard to replicate oh, yeah. a video game world. Well, especially Super Mario Brothers, that'd probably be one of the hardest things to do. Yeah, because you have to get someone like looks like Mario, Luigi, exactly. or all that stuff. I mean, they have that technology to make the characters look CGI, but then, like you said earlier, you'd be able to notice that CGI. Yeah. Right. 
But no, I think that's all we have for today. Thank you guys for going to the movies with me. Dude. Thank you for having us. Thank you for bringing up the idea. That was a that was a great time. I had a great time. It was an amazing movie, dude. Yeah, and there was yeah. nobody like nobody else in the theater. There's like us and maybe like a few we had other that people. one kid that almost cried. Yeah, I was getting ready to stand up and push the talk. <laughs> yep. Because I wasn't letting anything spoil that moment for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, Thanks for having me on the podcast, dude, guys. That was no good. That's, problem, that's a great, been a great yeah. episode. All right, you got any parting words for us, Ben? I think I'll probably be here again. Great movie. Thank you guys for inviting me. Appreciate it a lot. It was wonderful. It was spectacular.